listening to The Instance. Hello and welcome back to The Instance, or for the first time, I suppose. It's possible in 15 years is the first time you've ever heard the show. I'm Scott Johnson with Garrett Weinzerl. Hello, Garrett. What an amazing time to tune into the show. I mean, for the first time. if you're going to pick it up, why not now? If not now, then when? If not who, then us. Or no, if not us, then who? Right? Is that how it goes? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have a lot of other options. There's a lot of other wild podcasts out there. We here at the Instance Airlines know you have a lot of options when it comes to your World of Warcraft podcast. And we'd like to thank you for choosing us. Yeah, especially our frequent flyer uh, points carrying members or whatever they are. Yeah, yeah, man. If you get like uh, 5,000 points, I will uh, try to carry you through a dungeon. There you go. Nice. Oh, uh, I love getting carried through dungeons. Maybe I'll apply. I don't know if I'm qualified, but uh, getting carried. My favorite mode in dungeons. I switched to, uh, I switched to uh, protection for horrific visions this oh, week. Uh, how that, how's that treating you? Really well. I should have been doing it from the get-go because uh, Prot Paladins uh, have two, count them, two interrupts as opposed to the one of a Ret Paladin. Oh, yeah. And uh makes my life a hell of a lot easier. Also, I like I was just like, well, my damage output is just so much higher in Red. Turns out my uh, survive <laughs> output is so much higher on the production or the protection side of things. So I just pull like three times as much junk as I would normally pull on my red palette and burn mm. it all down equally. And I get through quickly and without losing much sanity. I just like that. You're, I don't know. Your, your, your resurgence as a tank in the game has been fun to watch or hear about. Um, just given how long you'd sort of put that palette in a way. I mean, I know you were tanking with your, with your demon hunter for a while as well, but um, I don't know. I like tanks. tanks. I like it. Tanks are yeah. cool. You know, I don't. There's something about demon hunters, man. They're like they're like all flare and no substance. There's mm. there's something about them that just doesn't feel as fun as uh, what I'm doing with the pally. I, I I can't quite put my finger on it, but I think a lot of it comes down to just like the animations, um, and kind of the slower, more impactful attacks that paladins make compared to the just constant blurry. Yeah, that is being a demon hunter. Because demon hunters are just they're spasmos, man. They don't. They don't slow down yeah. for anything. So even when they're tanking, they don't feel tanky. They don't look tanky. They look like skinny guys in jeans and a, a <laughs> some horns. You know what I mean? You're you're right. They look like uh, swamp hobos. Just decided to uh, <laughs> piss off a dragon and keep it mad. Right. And it's and it's you know functionally yes you can tank with them, but the the lore or the um, the fantasy of it just doesn't work exactly. It, I mean, yeah, I'm sure a lot. There are a lot of people who are very, 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 very passionate about the the demon hunter fantasy, and 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 I get that. I guess it's just it's not for me. It's uh, I think you hate all of these movies, but it, for me, it's like Pacific Rim one versus the sequel. Uh, I love the first one. It's got like so much weight behind everything that's going on, and then you watch the sequel, and it's like I'm pretty sure all these robots are made out of styrofoam. They're just flipping around, jumping everywhere, doing 360s, and there's no inertia or mass to anything that's happening on screen. Well, I will, I will give you the, the the robot fights and the and the sort of effects work of the first movie is the best thing about that movie. It's very, very cool. I think the story mm. is shit, but I think the rest of it's great. And uh, I was really looking forward to this because I thought, oh, maybe they'll just fill this out and it'll feel like a better, more cohesive story. And you're right. They're like paper airplanes. It doesn't feel yeah, right. The they're not bad, fighting man. right. Really bad. The only thing cool about the sequel is the weird little frog mech in the very beginning that can like roly poly. That is a really cool design. Uh, everything else in that movie is kind of lame. All right, so take that, uh, Demon Hunter fans. Your character <laughs> yeah. is like the sequel to Pacific Rim. <laughs> no, 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 no. If, if, if you like Demon Hunters, 
I'm perfectly happy for you. I'm happy to see them in the game. They make me think of Illidan. They flesh out my World of Warcraft desires to just see all the things that I like about Warcraft represented. Uh, don't at me, please. Yeah, but you've got the nice thing about your Demon Hunter is you can go DPS anytime you want with him. And and as a DPS, yep. I think it does fit, right? Like that spastic little zip around business is perfect for for doing damage. It, yeah, it's, yeah. What, what I'm saying is I think they nailed it. It's just not like what I prefer aesthetically. Gotcha. Uh, in my in my my combat fantasy, you want a big ass hammer or a sword? Yeah, I'd rather yeah. be like coming down with some force, you know, calling upon the light. Yeah, yeah. Smiting my foes. I give you. I'll, I'll give you that. I think. Yeah. I think this is true. Not that we're really arguing. <laughs> I actually agree yeah, with everything yeah. you're saying. I I really don't understand why I like paladins as much as I do, man. You know me. Like I am like like a one most default edge lord. Like skulls, spikes. Mm-hmm dark colors face paint like yes i want all of that but uh, in world of warcraft man i just love playing a paladin yeah you would think you'd be like uh you know warlocks and you know demon hunters all day warlocks and, de- and death knights yeah and, warlocks and death knights. Uh, i have both of those at max level and i don't like playing them uh red man pig in the chat says pallies are like the jedi i think we found the connection because you're such a star wars guy yeah but i like the sith more i'm a uh, sith fanboy right, all about are. darth vader darth mauls get me in there that's right yeah i can't yeah. explain it i don't know what your deal is with world of warcraft maybe they're just better at expressing that fantasy than they are the dark demony stuff it, it's quite good it's quite good although i guess i did get in when when blood knights you know the the dawn of the blood elf was a thing and they're basically edgelord paladins yeah. so maybe that's that's how that's how they hooked me in i came for the edgelord paladins i stayed for the spell animations that's how they get you you gotta watch yeah. out well all right so that's some good pre-show wow talk i like that it's pretty good if patrick patrick was here he'd probably talk about movies or something i guess we did have a little Pacific Rim discussion. <laughs> yes, I would be outweighed by how many people hate that movie compared to me. I love the first Pac Rim, man. That game, that, that game, that movie. You love it. it enough to call it Pac Rim for short. That's cool. I like that. First Pacific Rim, man. That's a fun ass movie. Uh, and if you don't like it, I just assume you don't like anime. Well, I love the director. Oh, you know what? All right, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do this because no one's ever said it that way to me before. I'm gonna rewatch. I love that we're coming back around to Pacific Rim. I know. <laughs> I'm going to rewatch Pacific Rim, but I'm going to do it with an eye toward it being just a big, loud Hollywood anime. Maybe yeah, I'll enjoy exactly it That's exactly what it is. It's anime without the perverts. Without the pervert little uncle, blind uncle who's got a little monkey with him yep. or whatever. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to, yep. I'm doing it. I'm going to watch it again and I'm going to watch it with those eyes and I'll bet I like it more now that you've said that. <laughs> well done, Garrett. Well done. All right. Now this. Yesterday, I put out a tweet saying uh, I would love people to send us some of their predictions about BlizzCon this year. And I wasn't just fishing for, hey, will the coronavirus shut down BlizzCon? I was more curious overall. That included, but what does this? What does the year look like for, for Blizzard in terms of that particular presentation? We've had this discussion last year or, or right after the end of last year's BlizzCon. And I think the consensus was, oh, they're having one. They're never going to not have one again. I think if you throw in this weird... Um, a wrench in the chains that is, hey, coronavirus could be 18 months away from a vaccine. Also, every other con and their dog are being canceled in this lead up. Things could change in the summer, but if they don't, we may be looking at a new round in the fall, which is right around when BlizzCon is being held. And it seems to me that if, if Blizzard was going to cancel a year, this might be the one to do it for just not that just that reason, but for other reasons. One, 
major reason being that they don't, uh, that we know of, have a lot to show this year in terms of anything huge and new. They still have all the reasons you'd want to go to BlizzCon for the fandom and for the events and for everything else. That's not a problem, and I'm sure they would do it in any other year. But it feels like maybe there is a possibility this year that they would they would not do it. So I put out this tweet and I said, hey, I'm just taking kind of an informal poll. Everybody come back to me with their their answers. And it was kind of all over the board, but if I was to do this very non-scientific poll and take it and put it in a, a reasonable output format, it looks like most people think it will be canceled this year based on what we're seeing with other events and what Blizzard's temperament would be towards such a thing if they if they were faced with it. So that's generally what people had. Lots of other interesting little bits like, hey, they'll just do a virtual ticket this time and that's all it'll be. And that'll be great because then they can still push out the info they want to have. They still have a face to it. They just won't have the risk of everybody crammed into a space. Um, others have said uh, they would do a combination of that but just have a much smaller crowd. That would that'd be how they would mitigate it is they would sell less tickets. Um, those people are mostly assuming that BlizzCon is not a profitable enterprise for Blizzard, but we know I know from internal people that it is. They make it makes them money. It's not just a a loss leader for the rest of their products. So My understanding is that's a relatively new development, but yes. Yes, it's it's taken a while to get there, but they're making money now. And rightly so, and probably needed to, given other recent uh financial stuff with them in the last few years, they probably needed to show a profit there, I would I would think, to to continue to justify it. Uh, given its cost. So knowing all of that or or hearing what everybody has to say and knowing what we know right now, Garrett, do you think your because your opinion used to be, oh, they're having one, they're having one, they're having one. Do you think that's changed at all in the last couple of months where, you know, we're, we're seeing just about every kind of convention being canceled, especially in the nerd world? I, I think in, in, in the world of conferences, I think it's just honestly too early to tell. A right. lot can change between now and October, November. Yeah. Um, in, in regards to how the whole coronavirus situation is, is, is going. Right. Um, it certainly looks like it's going to get worse before it gets better. Uh, but will it stay the pandemic that it, you know, is looking like it's shaping up to be, uh, come then who freaking knows. Right. Um, so I really don't know, Scott, um, anyone who thinks there wasn't going to be one this year anyway, regardless of coronavirus, uh, I think you're crazy. Um, yeah, I don't buy that one either one forever now until blizzard goes under. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so, uh, yeah, but, um, you'll pry, you'll pry blizzcon from their cold dead hands is what you're saying. I I, I think (laughs) they're going to keep doing blizzcon. Yeah. uh, Even when they have, uh, slower than usual years in terms of announcements. Um, yeah, that, that's basically a, a given now. Like if they were going to skip a year, it should have been that Diablo Immortal year, and they didn't skip that year. So no. I don't think it's given this year. That's a good point. Um, um, I, but but based on the whole coronavirus situation, man, I really just think it's just too early to tell. I really don't know. I kind of hope they do, mm-hmm. honestly, um, because the frankly the thought of having an out myself to mm-hmm. be like, oh, I don't need to go. I don't need to spend a bunch of money on a hotel and food and transportation and and also the anxiety of well, what is anything going to look like by then? Because right. usually, like we're coming up on April, that's usually when when we get the announcement, right? Yeah, we usually uh, March or April, typically, or March, somewhere between March and April. Last year was late; they did it in like June or something. The year before that, they did it in March, which I thought was early. So you never know, but it's somewhere usually between March and April, maybe June at the latest. Uh, depends on how things go. 
Okay. I mean, even, even if it's a June, like, let's say it's like crazy late. I, I don't think it, it, I don't think it matters. Like I, like I like, unless somehow miraculously, and I like, I hope this is the case, but it sure as heck doesn't look like it's going to be the case uh, that by June coronavirus has just, it's gone. It's not a, a, a scare anymore. Um, let's kind of get announced in June. Like I have to figure out if I want to book a hotel because yeah. you need to yeah. right then and there. Yeah, right. They sell the out. minute you get tickets is the minute you get your hotels. In fact, some people would get them ahead of time, just anticipating a weekend. I've seen. Yeah, I know friends that go to the desk the next morning on checkout and book the same weekend for the next year, yeah. just in case. Yeah, because um, most hotels you can cancel, like you know, uh, I think two weeks out, if not a week out. Yeah, but still, like I don't. I don't want to stress about it. I don't want to think about it. And also just having an out to save some money. Like, you know, I'm, I'm of course in a really privileged position where I've been able to go to every BlizzCon unbroken since 2010. I haven't missed a BlizzCon since 2010. Mm. I've um, missed only one since 2010. Yeah, Wait. Yeah. But were you there for the, Oh, you were there for the geek is one then. And that was 2010. Yeah. That was my first BlizzCon. Oh, uh, and man. I thought it was amazing and everyone else was shitting on it. And I'm like, <laughs> this is the coolest thing I've ever been to. Oh, I love um, it, dude. That's the one to go. Yeah, I was still living. I was living in Los Angeles at the time. So I just like drove an hour south and went to BlizzCon. It was wonderful. I'll bet. No, that's awesome. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. They're going to keep doing it. If things burn out and, and, and the, and the threat diminishes by the summer, I don't think there's any reason to think that you won't be going to BlizzCon for those who want to go. I think that what could change is some of there are epidemiologists saying look out this thing is going to perhaps have a dip in the summer but because we don't have individual or herd immunity or even a vaccine at this point we're going to see a resurgence very early in the late summer early fall and if that's the case that could change things but i had this not been a thing i wouldn't even have a prediction i my prediction would be we're just having blizzcon what's everyone talking about you're all crazy yeah. of course they're going to do it yeah no, I, I agree with you. I think the entire reason we're having this conversation is because of of, of, of the coronavirus situation. Yeah. Um, and that's that's why my answer is, is I think it's just too too early to, to make a call. Um, well, we hope it happens uh, is what we hope. And we hope the coronavirus. Well, we hope it happens and that it's not <laughs> despite, you know, if people are dropping dead, not dropping dead, if people are catching this thing left and right and it's just bad to have crowds and we just have to isolate, then fine. But I really hope it clears up and we get on top of it and we can have blizzcon because i really want to go this year so i'm being selfish it's all about me and me going okay okay and i'm i could use a break uh so i selfishly would not be that bummed <laughs> if a blizzcon didn't happen yeah year. it wouldn't destroy you right but it would be you know you'd be a little bummed you want to go see yeah, i mean if they, if they have it i have to go yeah like, you gotta go gonna, no matter what i have what. to go in a friggin hazmat suit uh i will so yeah i'm going this year for sure well if they have it if they have it i'm going <laughs> if they don't have it i'm not going that's how it goes that's how it works all right uh world of warcraft we got some news a Rathi basin is unlocking for classic players on march 11th you know when that is that's tomorrow Woo! uh right around the corner if you were looking forward to that um we may have me- i don't know if we mentioned it in this uh that small episode i did last week with um with the uh, all about the classic stuff, but uh, WoW Classics Arathi Basin unlocking on March 11th at 3 p.m. Pacific. Uh, that's Wednesday. Let's see. They're on. Uh, this is their words. They're unlocking the battleground in WoW Classic. Players who are level 20 or above will be able to queue in after this time. The League of Arthur, sorry, Arathor faction for the <laughs> Arthur, yes, Arthur. You yes. know Arthur, good old Arthur in the game. 
for the Alliance is is in the town of Refuge Point and the Arathi Highland Zone. The quartermaster there, uh, or here, is Samuel Hawk, and he'll be in town near the entrance to the battleground. The Defilers faction for the Horde is in the town of Hammerfall in the Arathi Highland Zone. The quartermaster here is Rutherford Twing, and he uh, is just north of the town near the entrance to the battleground. Later that same week, the battleground holidays will be kicking off as well. This allow players to earn additional honor and reputation. Uh, while playing a specific battleground, they'll post the initial schedule next week. Uh, I completely forgot those things. Uh, those that that was a thing. The whole battle like holiday weekend things. Yeah, do you remember uh, that? They don't really do they do that yeah. now? Still, they probably still do it, or don't they? Do they? I don't know. In yeah, modern WoW, even a long time. Heroes of the Storm really, really killed my 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 World of Warcraft PvP. Yeah, it became my World of Warcraft PvP that just happened to have guest stars from other games in it, like. Yeah, there was a time there where I was like mainlining WoW characters only, and I said, "Why would I play any kind of PvP with WoW characters other than this?" Like this, I pretty is just much just game. PvP for transmog at this point. Like, mm-hmm. there's a PvP set I really, really want. That that's what brings me back to PvP, and it's been a while since it's been one that I really wanted to go for. So, what would they have? Yeah, to, what would they have to do uh, in this game? To, we're going to blacksmith. What would you? What would you do? What would the game have to do to make you go, man? I got to play arena again, or I got to get in those battlegrounds again, because that uh, sounds amazing. Make my friends want to play WoW PvP again. There you go. That's it. For me, it was a very social experience. Like, it was, you know, get in, get on comms, ruin people's day by systematically targeting individuals on the other side. Yeah. I mean, coordinated battlegrounds are fun, but I haven't done that in a long time. Yeah. Uh, quick, quick aside. Someone in the chat says, hey, Scott's drinking soda. I thought he was off the Shug. Look at this. Zevia, no sugar. This has uh, a plant-based sweetener, and it's not even artificial sweeteners. It's a plant-based sweetener called, I forgot, Stevia, is it? That's why they call themselves Zevia. They have a Dr. Pepper ripoff called Dr. Zevia, which sounds like an anime villain, doesn't it? Dr. Zevia, save us uh, from sounds ourselves. Sounds like a side boss in Sonic. <laughs> He's turning all the little critters into robots, but they're like crappy, like made out of wood. Uh, Did you see that movie, by the way? Did you see that movie by chance? I have not seen that movie, no. That, that is a, uh, a wait until I can watch it in my underwear type of movie. I think, that's a, I, I think that's the wise move, but I did see it in theaters, and I liked it. And I can't believe how much I liked it for what it was. Like, it's not the greatest movie in the world, but it is a 100% better than it should be. Let's put it that way. That's what I've heard. That's what I've heard. I, I, I just, my, my Sonic fandom peaked at 11 years old when yeah. I was like reading the Archie comics and uh, I haven't really been a big Sonic fan since. So. Yeah, been a long time. I yeah. was, that was in my 20s. I didn't, I didn't get a Dreamcast, which I think was, in my opinion, the last good Sonic game. That was so. a hell of a machine and I'd miss it all the time. I have, oh, it's not, it's out of reach, but I have right over there somewhere, I guess still got my little, what's that thing called? The memory unit? thing that had a screen i don't know because and... i didn't have one you know who you should ask is katie because oh, katie had a dreamcast. katie had one did she all right i knew i liked yeah. her dreamcast was awesome i stayed up all night for that at a game i, I think crazy taxi is the reason that uh she shares the same love of <laughs> pop punk that i do <laughs> yeah that thing had like uh uh, the offspring offspring like right level. right <laughs> everything was the offspring in that game i forgot about that yeah oh my gosh you're you're creating a real throwback in my head um anyway go get your work world of warcraft classic on i mean is this, does classic pvp and excite you at all or does that still not 
getting. I mean, I'm really hard into retail at the moment, so no. Um, but you know, I could totally see myself getting into it. Um, yeah. If I, you know, when I when I do go back and max level, if if again, if I make some friends in classic, uh, that that you know, it will it will definitely pull me that direction. How did they do uh, it in the day? And I wonder if it's the same. But how did they do it back in the day when you were only level? What are you right now? Fifty something or forty something? I forget. It would drop you in for like whatever your bracket of ten was, and I think the rollover was at like the tenth. Oh, so I think right. it'd be like level that's right. forty through forty nine. That's right. I believe because like twinks were always like nineteen, twenty nine, thirty nine. If I am remembering correctly, it has yeah. been a very, very, very long time. Well, this particular battleground needs you got to be twenty or above. Um, and I would okay, assume, yeah, Rusty Nails in the chat room is uh, is confirming that that is indeed the case. 20, 20, 29, 30 through 39. Okay. Yeah, my sense. buddies and I, we all had a bunch of level 29, like Twink Rogues in Burning Crusade. Twink Rogues. Um, man. On double PvP servers? Is that where you were doing it? Just so you could just beat No, it? no, no. We did. We, it was on a PvE, but we would go, you know, queue for Battlegrounds. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. We wouldn't level above 29. They still dominate. I just watched rogues. I don't. I don't know the actual data here, but rogues just dominate in PvP. They always have. It's always annoyed me. Can't stand it. Can't be in there very yeah. long because it's like, okay, here comes another rogue. I'll just stand here and take it. Well, your uh, your classic episode was really freaking good, man. I listened to it uh, while doing some work the other day. Oh, yeah, it was good, right? It's good to get the perspective of somebody who's really hardcore into it. It was a little weird hearing that he was nine years old when he first heard the instance. That freaked me out. I, I started uh, shopping for my coffin as soon as he dropped that information. Because <laughs> he's almost 25, which means he's been listening since, I mean, we're almost 15 years. That's just insane. Well, insane. I guess he'll, he'll be, when, when I leave, he'll be the next co-host of the instance because that's just how this goes. Yeah, we'll bring keeping, the next young guy in. <laughs> keep getting younger models, Scott. You're like, uh, you're uh, like a, a billionaire with their wives. I guess so. You guys are my twinks. That's how I look at it. Bringing on my twinks. <laughs> yeah, because I always think of myself being like the young guy that started listening to the instance at a young age because that's how you always kind of, you always make jokes about how much younger I am. And I'm like, oh my God, he was half my age when I started listening to the instance. Mm-hmm. It's weird. but Yeah, it's uh, wild. It is wild, but I'm, but here we are, right? Here we are. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, and Gamer Checks was great to take his time and even chat with me about it. So big thanks to that. If you missed this, it's up on the feed now and you can go back and check it out. We talked entirely about classic how classic players are feeling talked about some of the toxicity in that side of the community and maybe ways that that could be improved what they want blizzard to do what blizzard probably won't do all that kind of stuff so if you missed it it is on the feed and right before this episode yep uh shadow risings is coming out this came out of nowhere i didn't know they were working on a pre uh did we already talk about this for the Shadowlands book? Or maybe we did, didn't yeah. we? Did we talk about it last yeah, week? The announcement was like three week, three or four weeks ago now. Hold on, let me look because um, you're probably right. I know they've been doing a little bit more promotion of it up until this point. Well, we didn't talk about it in the last episode. I don't know. Maybe we did. Did we talk about the one before that? No, maybe not. I'm looking know. at the notes. Maybe, maybe it's just uh, uh, you know how it is, man. You talk about things so many different places. <laughs> well, part part of the problem is. I mean, there's like literally no Warcraft news other than some of these little things right now. And so uh, it's possible that this is, since this is all we've seen in our off time, that it feels like we've covered it. But Shadows Rising is a new book coming out of nowhere. It is ahead of the Shadowlands expansion. They often do this at Blizzard. I was starting to wonder if they were going to do one. I was starting to think they weren't. 
uh, it appeared Christy Golden had nothing going on, and so I didn't know what they were going to do, but now this is happening. This is coming this time from author Madeline Rowe, I assume is how you say her last name, R-O-U-X. Uh, she's a New York Times bestseller. It is a prequel to the next expansion called Shadows Rising. They call it the next epic tale in the novel series, due out July 14th. It's available for pre-purchase on Amazon right now. Uh, here is a summary. The Horde is nothing. With those infamous words, Sylvanas Windrunner betrayed and abandoned the Horde and vowed to serve, or that she had vowed to serve. The Dark Lady and her forces now work in the shadows as both the Horde and Alliance, including her own sister Illyria, race to uncover her next move. Struggling to shoulder the crushing weight of leadership, King Anduin entrusts the Void Elf and High uh, Exarch Turial... I can't say his name! It's Turalian? not... Do it one more time. Terralian? Terralian. I'm not actually sure that's what you were trying to say because I wasn't following along. It's not coming out of my, It wouldn't come out. It was like a constipated word. Oh, yeah, yeah. Word. Hi, exact Terralian. Yes. To uncover yeah. Sylvanas's whereabouts. We know where she is. She's hanging out with the jailer guy, right? Hubba hubba. Uh, at this point, this w- I believe this book is pre-showdown pre with the Lich King. Uh, oh, okay. So this is all happening between those things. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's not hanging out with the jailer just yet. It says here, the horde now stands at a crossroads. I wonder if they'll be standing at the actual crossroads. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? You could get like... Yeah, and, 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 and a Torin goes, hold on, I have to mute this racist. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Nice job. Um, I mean, I thought it was enough weeks. just to say, you know, the real crossroads, but you put a cherry on top of the Sunday we were making there. Was yes, the racist cherry. It was very Everyone's good. Everyone's favorite. Everyone's favorite. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, this is cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to this book. Uh, I do tend to enjoy these books uh, with a, a couple, a couple exceptions. Um, How'd you I also feel about the last get, one? Do you like the last one or no? There's a lot of, I split. did not love the last one, yeah. but uh, it's more that, that was the beginning of Sylvanas heading in the direction that I, I am very well documented in saying that I do not like, mm. I do not like the direction that they took Sylvanas and it started with that book. So, so you're not saying you don't, you're not necessarily have problems with the way it was written or Christie's writing or any of that. No, I think there's a lot of really good stuff in the the last book which name is eluding me and i'm trying to look over at my bookshelf and damn it i pulled a book out and laid it across all my other books oh man <laughs> oh. What are you gonna um do? i'm just gonna do a quick google for bfa novel that was before the storm go before me. the storm um, there it is yeah no i thought before the storm was really well, well written and i think there's a lot of awesome stuff in there uh it, it, it's so like as a fan of christy golden's writing i was not the least bit disappointed uh as a fan of of, of sylvanas I, I i was indeed sure disappointed um, but I don't hold uh, Chrissy Golden to that. Uh, I, right. I'm, she's it, she's writing this based on giant arcs that they're. Yes, t- I mean yeah, she may have had a part in that because she's part of the creative leads over there now. But um, but still, it's not like a one person idea where she just woke up in the night and said, "I know what I'm going to do with Sylvanas. They'll never see it coming." And then the team has to react. That doesn't work. I love Kilmer knocking the chairman right now. Right, Garrett isn't against the artist or the art, just the art direction. There you go. Yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. That's a great way to put it. Um, Yeah, yeah. I uh, no, I think there's a lot of really like honestly everything before the storm I really like, other than you know Sylvanas. Uh, I think some Anduin stuff that kind of bored me a little bit, but that's because I just don't think Anduin's that interesting of a character. He's not. Um, You're not wrong. So he was. I really liked him in Tides of War, which was the oh uh, the pre cataclysm. Hold on, that's Look. the that's the Jaina 
stuff. Yeah, the Jaina novel yeah. where Thera Moore is bombed. That's right. Um, I like Anduin that book was a cool lot. In there, but yeah. it was Anduin was more a cool, like Yang to Varian's kind of warmongering yin. Like yeah. Anduin was still young and under the tutelage of Jaina, who at the time was still pacifistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a really cool juxtaposition. Mm-hmm. Um, but in before the storm, you know, it's Anduin by him's lonesome and it's just him trying to be a boy scout. And I think there's only so much you can do with that. Um, but like, there's a lot of really rad stuff in that book with Callie Menethil. Mm. So if you're like curious as to how the hell Callie Menethil came back as a light forged undead, uh, that's the book you should read because that stuff is stellar. It's really cool. And also uh, the way Golden portrays uh, the, uh, this one particular group of forsaken uh that, that live in the undercity is, is really really rad well that's cool um, so it's I, worth, did, I, th- I still think it's worth reading it's one of the only ones i haven't read i've read like all the rest of the books i've even read some of the offshoot stuff like um what was the one about malfurion what was that storm rage or no the, i think it's just called storm rage storm rage yeah i like that book yeah i haven't i haven't read that one um there's quite a few i haven't read um, uh, the one I always get raked over the coals on is I haven't read Arthas, but I, I, I just didn't, I wasn't Ooh. reading world of Warcraft books back when that came out. Arthas is very um, good. I own it. I have since purchased it and, uh, star Wars books keep getting in the way. Sorry, everybody. You should read it. It's very good. I think Arthas is my favorite. I like that's that. That's what I'm, I hear. And I'm sure I'm certain I will love it. Uh, yeah. I just haven't gotten around to it. Shattering- it's one of those things now where it feels so far past the point that I'm like, ah, I, I can read it whenever. It's, yeah. I'm, I'm so far past the timeline where this is relevant. Yeah. Uh, it's whatever. I also like the shattering a lot because it it set up all the reasons why we were supposed to hate Garage Hellscream. And, and it did it in a way the game kind of failed to. So I, I feel like it did a better job of getting me ready for the kind of tyrannical horde leader he was going to be. And... um you know, it, it, he became less two dimensional. The, the game made him very two D, in my opinion. But the uh, the book was good. Also, I don't. Here's here's a little fun aside for you. It's kind of a dad joke, but I'm gonna tell it anyway. Do you know how? Go, do you know how? Um, uh, uh, Christy Golden uh, measures things. What unit of measurement she uses? Oh boy, I I hesitate to ask. What unit of measurement does Christy Golden use to measure things? Scott? She she uses golden grams. Oh, that was terrible. I take it back. It's an wow. awful thing to say. I can't believe that's, I said it. It's the dumbest joke I've ever made. All right. Moving on. Oh, yeah, that's 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 rough <laughs> even even for you, Scott. I like Golden Grands when I was a kid. That's can all I'll someone say. please call Tom Merritt so we can get a good pun? Oh yeah, Tom Merritt's always got one ready. Got him in a <laughs> Tom Merritt's pun game is it's on is point. S-tier. Yeah, it's 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 S tier. Ah, oh, speaking of which, I've been trying to find oh, that's a Totally unrelated thing I shouldn't even bring up here, but I'm trying to find an S tier upgrade to a thing in No Man's Sky. And just you saying S tier <laughs> sparked my irritation that I haven't found it yet. We're all over the map today with our topics. Freak. Um, well, you got to be on yeah. days like this. You know, we got, there's no, oh, pa- yeah, there's man. no Patrick. The news sucks. Everything's just kind of, <laughs> <laughs> the news is quiet. It doesn't suck. It doesn't suck. Uh, I am, I'm fun. legitimately excited for this book. I am, I am not familiar with Madeline Rue, but uh, looking at, at least the genre that she appears to inhabit, it looks to be kind of like gothic horror, and I am super into bringing that into uh, WoW fiction. Well, you, you're you always talking about how you like that stuff, so that's perfect. Oh, yeah. I mean, Shadowlands, if there was ever a time to interject a little bit of that, it certainly seems like Shadowlands would be the time. It does look like she did one World of Warcraft book uh, from the quick Googling I've been doing. Traveler number three? Oh. oh I'm unfamiliar. I think it was a group, uh, a series of young adult novels. That oh, they put out for, okay. Wow, license. 
Okay, maybe that's how she got in, and now she's doing the full one. Asylum, three-book set is her biggest thing she's known for, something called Asylum, Sanctum, and Catacomb. I can't mm-hmm. tell if those are young adult or if they're not. Uh, something called Reclaimed. Anyway, yeah, lots of gothic horror stuff. Almost all of it. The Warden, look at that, dark, dark stuff. All right. Uh, I hope I hope it's good. That's what I hope. I like Warcraft lore, so bring me more Warcraft lore, as the kids say. Now time for this. All right, let's talk about the rest of Blizzard, which honestly, with every week that passes, feels more and more like Hearthstone's the most active thing they're doing. We've talked about that uh, before. That, that's because it is. I guess it is. Like It is the most active. <laughs> It feels seem... like that because that is indeed the reality that we are existing within. That seems bad. I mean, I know we talked last week about... No, it doesn't. I mean, it, it, I don't mean... It's, it's not bad for Hearthstone. It's wonderful for Hearthstone. But it doesn't seem like that should be the hot topic for them right now. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it is, and it's fine, and it's this is the time for it to be. I, I don't know. We, we need to find you uh, a WoW project. All right, let's do it. On the news front, WoW feel sounds, you know quiet like nothing should yeah 8.3 is out we're not getting another patch so it's going to be quiet outside of data mining shadowlands uh uh, alpha which in fact is also quiet this week yeah um but there's just so much to do in game man i'm still working on my horrific visions i still haven't finished the raid i mean this is on me if i had a regular raid i'm sure i would have finished it already but uh yeah there's so many things you could be like plinking away at which i i think if you were if you had something you were like plinking away at in game it wouldn't feel as we like you wouldn't feel as much in Hearthstone Shadow. Well, I am in. Uh, I am. I am working on my alts. I just cannot get excited about eight point three stuff. I don't know why. Just can't. I tried. Just I get in there and I go. Bleh, I don't want to do this. And I'll go play like my level thirty eight warrior for a while. Have you? Have you? I'm curious. Have you given like horrific visions like an honest try? Have you tried like I've progressing tried through? I like them. Like you tried kind of pushing it, like getting more than one one chest per run or something like that. Not really. It hasn't oh, compelled man, me that much. I, I think you like you with the hunter getting in there with Henry. Like, give it, like, give it like an honest like two weeks, Scott. Like, all right, I'm doing like, it. Get in there, do your do your your dailies in the two eight point three areas, you know, to get your your whatever the hell it's all. Coalescing visions, I think. Yeah, <laughs> everything has visions in the name, so I forget which it's thing is visions. for what, whatever. It's annoying. Um, but uh yeah like given i think i think you're because i was kind of surprised how much i got kind of hooked into the loop of running them over and over again yeah uh so i think i think if you got in there with henry and you two started like kicking ass you might be like oh damn a little a little diablo rifty a little bit i like diablo uh, riffs so you're talking about a thing wow I like. controls uh-huh. and and wow carrots on the ends of the stick in Whoa. the form of upgrades and gear that's I mean, again, you're speaking my language. It's just the A to B that I don't feel like doing. <laughs> I don't know what I, I don't know I what like I want out of WoW right now. Like I kind of want I don't know what I want. Like uh, I got an email from somebody who's complaining about all the questing he has to do because um, he started at zero and just doing all this stuff. I'm like, well, that's the entire game until you're at endgame. Is you're gonna quest your way to, you know, to level 120. And weirdly, that's the stuff I'm enjoying the most. And dailies aren't really part of that for me because I don't want to do repeated stuff. I want to, I want to go experience content that pushes me forward, that tells me a story, and a lot of it is working for me because it's old stuff I don't remember very well, or it's alliance stuff I never played. 
So I'm enjoying that part of the game in a way that I haven't in a long time. But it's real basic, you know? Like, the basics are what are singing to me right now and not sort of more convoluted endgame stuff, which... You are, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, alts are fun. Um, I think everybody likes a good project, right? Yeah. So, like, why not, you know, crack open the seal on something new? Exactly. Uh, I can completely understand. Oh, but by the way, what are you playing on Alliance? I didn't I didn't know you had an Alliance alt. Oh, a dwarf hunter. Just a little dwarf oh, hunter guy oh, running around. Oh, you got a little little side hunter action. Yeah, I never played a dwarf either. Never played a sh- one of the short races. <laughs> do, you, do you have a bear that's like Henry spelled backwards? Like, no, but your, I do have a bear, and I forgot what I what's named it. What's your pet it. situation? Uh, I definitely have a bear, but I don't remember the name. But I stuck with the bear because I like the idea that the bear's hanging out with him in the in this cinematic, the intro thing. And I just thought, I'm going to just do like the game was back then. Let's do that. That's my classic. Was the was the intro cinematic of, of Your classic. classic is rolling a dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> wild uh, classic. You can roll a dwarf in, in retail. Exactly. That's wild classic. I've I mean, yet, not technically. It is to me. Yeah, okay. it is to me. I've yet to actually run. I've never had. A, so I've made, I made a gnome once to hold a name for me on a server. I've never actually launched the game and had a gnome on the ground and made him move. Not once in my entire life. You, wow. I have one gnome story. Do you want to hear it? I, of course I do. My friends and I, and I I think this was vanilla. Okay, vanilla. Uh, were hopped up on Mountain Dew one night and decided to, uh, there were three of us, uh, we made uh, three gnomes, um, took off all their clothes, and corpse ran uh, to the auction house. Which I guess wasn't that hard because you start relatively close to Iron Forge. Uh, and uh, oh, and all three of us were named after the members of Blink One A Two, and we just danced naked in the auction house, uh, slash yelling Blink One A Two lyrics. And a lot of players got into it. It was fun. Uh, that sounds all right, but yeah, you never went back those, because why would you? Why would you ever go back to that? You'd never do that again, right? You're done. No, yeah. that that the moment has passed and it can never be recaptured. You can't relive it. You're done. If you, you recapture it, please tweet me photos. Right. <laughs> or screen caps. Yeah. <laughs> I like that you did it though, and I feel like I should do it. Just I should just do something with a gnome one time, so I can say I did it. I can't. I, I can't get over their diminutive status. It just feels weird being that low. Yeah. Um. Even though, preach it, boy. Do you feel like you're booking it everywhere because you move at the same run speed as every other race in the game? Yeah. But you're tiny. And you have so a hell just, of a stride. The, the goblins are like this too, and I have played a goblin. Uh, for the record, I like goblins. Yeah, they're all right, like but they have the same thing. They have this huge stride, and it feels like they're moving quicker, but they're not. They're just low to the ground, but they feel faster than my orcs for sure. All right, well, that was a good oh. little foray. Hey, uh, speaking of Hearthstone, uh, anything uh, big this week? I know we're seeing a lot of uh, card tweaks and things, but uh, I mean, compared to um, compared to like the Dragon Update, the Battlegrounds, it's it's pretty freaking quiet. But uh, Ixar, the uh, the lead game designer over there. Yeah. On, on Hearthstone has just has not been able to stop tweeting like kind of major news within the realm of Hearthstone. Again, it seems small compared to the Dragons update, but still really big stuff. Um, so, you know, with the update to Battlegrounds, they added uh, a bunch of dragon cards, but also in addition, new dragon heroes. Yeah, new heroes and stuff. We talked about it last week and it sounded yeah. amazing. Turns out uh, Deathwing uh, is kind of broken, like kind of stupid overpowered. Great. Um, and is overperforming. Uh, to a great degree. Well, he's and a world XR... breaker, dude. He breaks worlds. What do you expect? Yeah, yeah. Looks like a nerf will be coming for Deathwing. XR mentioned in a tweet that uh, that Deathwing's hero power is going to get nerfed uh, because right now his hero power is all minions get plus three attack. Mm-hmm. He said they are currently testing it internally at plus two attack, and very likely will push that live in the near future. Interesting. Is he? Um, 
given his his uh, like there, he's even being real chatty today. Do you think he's the new? Is he our new front facing voice of of Hearthstone, or has he always been? And I just didn't know it. Is he Ixar your guy? Has always been very forward facing. Yeah. Um, uh, Dean is his real name. Like he's just a really I love Dean. He's a really red guy. Fun. I'm just nothing but stories today. He is the first Blizzard employee that ever reached out to me. Oh, uh, very back nice. in the Starcast days. Um, I believe he was working as a QA tester at the time. Yeah. Uh, and he just wrote in to just be like, hey, just want to know, QA tester Blizzard, I think your show is rad. And I, and like I was like, at the time, I was like, oh, shit, we made it. Somebody from Blizzard actually listens. Yeah. Um, and it's been really cool to watch Dean's like insane trajectory within Blizzard because now he's like, you know, leading up card design over on the Hearthstone team. Oh, that's so cool. Um, he's doing that. That's rad. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's always been real chatty. Um, he was never like... I don't think he's ever been like I would call it like the spokesman role, which you know Ben Brode was in. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it, 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 if if Dean is being groomed or thinking about stepping into that role, I can't think of a better person for the job because I think Dean's really good at it. He's got. Uh, it looks like he just got married. Congratulations, Dean. He did. Yeah. 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 He and uh, Molly, who Molly was the CM on Hearthstone, is now a CM for Overwatch, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that's cool. Uh, oh, I know her. Yeah, it. there she is. I've seen her before. Yeah, the year I was on a BlizzCon panel, Molly oh. was like my point of contact for that. Right, the year we did the we did the stand up Overwatch thing. Oh, we had back to back panels. Yeah, because yeah. I was on Living Blizzard, and you were immediately after with yeah, like the yeah, live yeah. instance panel. Yeah, she's cool. I forgot. That's that's awesome. Congrats to them. Yeah, Molly's Molly's awesome. Yeah, they they both got they got married to each other. I'm I'm super stoked for them. Um, so that's also happening in Hearthstone. I'm glad that we can give you like the the Hearthstone TMZ like these two on Hearthstone. <laughs> they're both, I guess they're not both on the Hearthstone team anymore. Well, when there's not hard game news, we like to delve into the personalities of Blizzard. Exactly. Like we like to get weird with personal things that you're probably not that interested in, listener at home. That's right. Uh, like for that, but, for example, but, when Frank Pierce left, the day he left after he retired, he didn't wear pants all the way through the lobby. You heard it here first. <laughs> all right, it's not true. It's not true. Uh, at the all. other really big thing with Hearthstone is esports related. The Masters Tour Los Angeles was, which was originally supposed to be Masters Tour Indonesia, and was moved to Los Angeles because of coronavirus, is now being moved to online only. Oh, so yeah, they're not so even going to yeah. do it in a land environment in LA. I wondered if they were. I wonder if this is going to bleed over into. And maybe it already hasn't. I haven't paid attention, but like Overwatch League and stuff, if they're still gonna, I would imagine it probably will. It's yeah. it's affecting like everything. Mm-hmm. IEM had to say no to. I mean, we talked about this last week, but like IEM had to say sorry, no spectators to the tens of thousands of spectators they were expecting. Yeah. Um. Uh. Freaking. Like I still am following StarCraft esports, and even though GSL hasn't spun up yet, and by the way, I think GSL is like on infinite in, or indefinite delay on yeah. when it's gonna start because of coronavirus. Because but of they it, were already yeah. doing the ASL, which is uh, StarCraft Me Mastered for Brood War, and uh, Tasteless, you know, one of the casters for Tasteless and Artosis, like he was tweeting out photos where he's like showing up to work in a mask, and they take your temperature before they even let you in the studio oh my gosh. to see if you have flu-like symptoms Dang. Uh, over there in South Korea. So, like, they're really having issues with it over there. Um, but, like, God, I'm, I'm at the... It's been a while since I felt sorry for Blizzard, and this is... I'm starting to feel sorry for Blizzard, because, like, I can just imagine whoever's job it is to actually put these events on for, for Masters Tour. Like, this has just got to suck. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it has to... Big, it even has to suck for this for the BlizzCon team because I just they 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 have all kinds of hopes and optimism about this stuff going away 
but this is something you just have no you just don't have control over it and so you have you have this choice you either just go for it and hope all works out or or that ends up yeah. being a nightmare because it turns out it was a hot zone and now everybody's got it and then you're getting sued and you know like it's a big ugly hard deal it's a hard deal yeah because um when they canceled or when they announced that they were moving the Indonesian event to Los Angeles, uh, everyone was in an uproar because they weren't offering very much money in reimbursement for travel plans that were already made. Uh, I forget the exact amount, but it wasn't very much. They are now, for, for LA's LAN event being canceled, offering, uh, I believe, up to $1,500 in reimbursement, which I don't remember what the old one was, but it was, I want to say, a third, if not less than a third of that. I was going to say that's a lot, a lot better. More. Sounds a lot better. Yeah. It's a lot more that they're that they're that they're offering um wow. and it's like i i kind of get the outrage because yeah like it sucks if you plan to go to like the indonesian event and they move to los angeles but at the same time like this really was out of their control yeah like Can't... wanting to not threaten people with death through infection is something i can kind of understand yeah. the human side of all right so it, turn, uh, it turns out, yeah. But no matter where you land on the spectrum, if you think people are being too panicky about it, or if you think they're not panicking enough, there's there's this middle space where you're just like, you know, is it worth is it worth the money and the disruption to to the business if you if you go ahead and do it and and it is a problem? Like, I don't know. I don't envy anybody in the events world. I don't, I haven't told this out loud very often. I've mentioned it one other show. But this was going to be a nerdtacular year. I had a big plan for a big reunion uh, nerdtacular. I didn't even awesome. know this. What? I didn't even tell you because we were so we were so uh. unsure about some of the details that have nothing to do with coronavirus. That as things got further and further, and we were just like, "All right, we gotta we gotta make you know we gotta make an announcement. Is this ready to go? Is this ready to go?" And then this thing hit, and we're like, "Oh, what does this mean?" And then t- the news kept coming in. We're like, "Okay, wait a minute, what's happening? Wait, they're canceling that. They're canceling GDC possibly. Like all this stuff started rolling in." I'm like nail in the coffin, guys. It's not gonna happen this year. So, so you gotta wait like another year or something like that before I so, do it. I'm annoyed. Damn it! I'm on the instance now too. I want to. I want to go to Nertac. I know. Oh, Patrick. Hi. Wait. What? Hi. What? Hi. Nertacular. Oh, don't worry. But we 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 we're gonna do one this year, and we're not now because of partly because oh, of the virus, what? but because of some other stuff too. Uh, hey, you just joined us. Did you know uh, you, you probably didn't? Uh, you probably didn't get your time changed like we did, did you? Yet that's the thing that hasn't happened for you yeah, guys. So yet. it's earlier. It's earlier for me. Um, <laughs> I know. I figured that uh, after I'd uh, sent you all those messages, and I was like, "Oh crap, he's probably he probably doesn't." Are know. we not uh, doing the the dumb Skype thing combo? Oh, you anymore? think you think we haven't been recording for an hour already? See, that's I, that's that's the show's, awesome. The show's going, man. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Patrick. That's, that's why Welcome I said, to the show, caller. Please turn down your radio. That's why I sent you that thing. We're actually toward the end. We're getting toward the email what part thing? of the show. The show. What I thing? sent you a text earlier that said, uh, you still good today? But it's today? supposed to be an hour later. I know. That's what I'm saying. The Isn't time, it? it's. I knew this was it. We had daylight savings time, and then you guys don't do it for another month or week or whatever. No, no, but even I took that into account. Oh, you did? I thought it was... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> now is an hour earlier than what you told me. I think no, it's 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 noon it? noon my time because noon my time meant you had a whole hour before your DTNS meeting. Remember, because you guys have a meeting. Oh, at one. but uh, uh, okay. don't, don't you have a meeting with them in five minutes? I think you do. Don't you? 
not no, not really, because we don't do it the same way because of the time thing. Oh. This is super interesting to the audience listening right now. <laughs> I think this is fascinating. This is we should be talking a... about our scheduling issues. It's really one of the great uh, moments in the history of the show, clearly. Uh, that we yes, ever had. The instance I, I, 593. Uh, <laughs> what time do we record? Is the episode title. I should have. So, uh, I should have uh, double checked with you last night. But yeah, it's noon. I, no, but I checked. I checked just now, oh. and you did say that it would be uh, regular time plus two hours, yeah. which would have been uh, now. Uh, wait, no, no, actually, it'd be twelve. <laughs> it'd be an hour ago. <laughs> okay, oh, so I, uh, Patrick's the dumb one. <laughs> No, yeah, well, that I think has been clearly a sad. Um, I'll take credit for it. I'm always the dumb one, so I don't mind. So, all right, so the the okay, so that's the regular time from now on, yeah. uh, except when we also go to <laughs> yeah. uh, summertime, right? Which will mean, all right, this happens every this year, so don't confusing. feel bad. There's always this. This always ends up happening with anyone I work with in Europe. So it do not, it's not, it's, this is, I blame farmers or whoever's idea it was to make daylight savings in the first place. So take so that. You see the dumb thing, the dumb thing yeah. is that I thought I was being clever and that I had taken all of this into account. <laughs> um, and it turns out it's it, the exact opposite yeah. of all of this. Um, all right. Uh, you know, I so hate, you know, I, uh, yeah. So, so what do you, so do you, do you want to, can you stick around for this email and you're okay to hang with us? Oh, sec? Dude, I have like an hour of time uh, now. So, oh, that's awesome. That's All right, fine. Uh, I'm going to try to get you on camera here. Sorry. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pause. Oh, you don't have to. I can turn off the camera. It's all right, fine. all right. Yeah, we don't. I guess we don't have to look at you. You'll still be thrall here uh, visually to everybody who's watching us. All right. Uh, anyway, hey everybody, welcome Patrick to the show. Patrick, it's nice to have you here. Um, <laughs> don't worry, today wasn't too crazy. Anyway, we had a lot of stuff we already knew, and it was more yeah, conversation stuff. What? The, uh, for if in case you know other listeners might have uh, jumped into the show uh, fifty minutes late for so, you know they launch the podcast they're like oh they always talk about some interesting stuff for the first fifty minutes uh-huh. uh, so they jump to to the fifty minutes mark um, what was the one sentence conclusion to the uh, BlizzCon oh uh, that um, that we that I think it's important that Blizzard give don't say anything yet give it a little bit of time they didn't announce it till way late last year so they don't need to rush this through and they need to just let let time happen and see how things go before they announce either that the blizzcon's happening or that it isn't so they can see what the coronavirus thing does because with everything else getting canceled around them uh you know most of that stuff is stuff that's happening now or would have happened right around now that got canceled so next november could be a very different time so I, I the, I'm not the convinced they're canceled, thing. but we'll see. You canceled you canceled uh, Japan last second. Like, weren't you in the airport? Yes, we we had passed security, uh, and we were reading about the chaos in the country. Um, That's so and crazy. we were like, shit, should we go on the plane? <laughs> and in the end, we we weren't worried about getting it. Honestly, the worry was, what if there's some quarantine thing happening and we can't get back to the kid? Yeah. Um, but we'll we'll make it happen again. And the the fun thing is that during the summer it should recede in the northern hemisphere right. uh, the virus. Right. So Blizzard is going to be like, "Yay, let's do it, no problem." And then in September, October, <laughs> right. it starts coming back, and yeah. then they have to cancel. Yeah, that was I would mention that too. Anyway, there, there seems to be a common thread with some 
professionals that um, that people should should worry a little bit about the fall and winter. I don't know. I well, it, it's pretty certain that it's going to come back. It's possible and, though. And, they could do a September or or earlier in October kind of thing. You know what I mean? Maybe they move it up. Maybe that happens. I don't know. I don't think that's you know the the reservations for the center go. I, they probably have already reserved if they want to do it. Yeah. And so anyway, yeah. I didn't mean to. No, no, no. It's good. There, you, there you go. We've we've now gotten Patrick's take, and that was important. So now we'll do this. Why, it's the town crier. <laughs> All right, we're going to do a quick email from this listener. His name is Homebody Brandon. He wrote in and says, what's going on, my guy? I think he means all of us when he says that. Uh, last week's email about playing other MMOs got me thinking about a feature that I feel every other MMO seems to have, but wow, is lacking. That's player housing. This comes up all the time. Anyone who's listened to the show for the last 15 years knows I, I, say, I remember you all talking about this when Andrew was on. The yeah, show. it's an old topic, and we re, but every once in a while we like to touch on it and get a fresh take. So here's what he says: I know I'm not talking about Blizzard's half-assed attempt with garrisons back in Warlords of Draenor. That is the closest we've gotten, I guess. Uh, I'm talking about a full-on housing feature similar to what you would find in Ultima Online, EverQuest 2, or Final Fantasy 14. I would also, um, I would actually argue that uh, Elder Scrolls Online has. I think the most robust features for that, but that's also because they want to sell you a bunch of furniture. So anyway, it's worth, it's worth looking at. Anyway, see, he says this, how cool would it be to have a house in Azeroth to put all of our cool stuff in that we've collected over the years, somewhere to kick back when the rating has us down. I feel like it's a missed opportunity for Blizzard to capitalize on a cash crop or excuse me, a cash shop for housing decorations. Not that I would want all of uh, the items to be sold via the cash shop, but still what gives anyway, what do you guys think about player housing done in WoW? And what form would you like to see it appear, if at all? Uh, I think it's safe to say at this stage that they're never going to freaking do it. And I don't know if that's just me being grumpy about it, because I would like it too. I think it's a cool idea. I don't know why they don't just instance this into our own little houses. Uh, but they, they've they gone this long. I just don't, I can't see it happen. And so that's where I'm at. I don't, I mean, as much as I, I'd take any form of it, but right now I just don't think we're going to get it. And I think things like the Warlords of Draenor Garrisons probably just made them not want to do it even more. I, I don't know. T- takes, thoughts, feelings. Patrick, what do you think about the uh, the world of housing in this game? And do you think I'm right? It's never going to happen? I mean, it seems like if they were going to do it, they would have done it already. But who knows? The game is so old it's like looping around himself around itself and they're going might go back to things they had decided weren't appropriate um the problem with player housing is it sounds like an awesome idea and i'm sure for some people they will spend you know another lifetime on top of the three they're already spending in wow um playing with the housing and like arranging their furniture and like it's the people who think animal crossing is the best thing ever which you know there are many of and i love animal crossing by the the way just to put it out there i'm so excited yeah many people do (laughs) um but it's it's that is the appeal of it i think the fantasy of that thing is that you decorate it and then people come to hang out And that's the draw to a lot of people. That's the draw of a guild hall as well, which is another feature, which I think might be more likely than individual player housing. 
um, actually, because it's more communal and more social. But in, I think in practice, for most people, again, not everyone, I understand some people do go hang out in the, uh, their other, you know, their friends' houses and stuff. But for most people, it ends up being a novelty that wears off fairly quickly. Mm. And that's the issue. Um, I think that's at least the stated reason why they didn't they didn't quite put it like that, but why they never did it. And and I do think there's some validity to that argument. Maybe they could make a version that would be so compelling that everyone would uh, end up using it a lot. Yeah. But I think even though it it sounds cool and it might actually be cool, there's a lot of uh, other things that would engage a larger part of the player base, and that's been something that they've been chasing for a long time and. They want the content that they create to be uh, engaged with by the entire community, not just or, you know, as much as possible. Yeah. So I don't I, know. I think that's how ESO answered the gameplay question, because I agree with you. If you just give them housing and then that's it, you're done. Uh, it, it's yeah. kind of like becomes the least progression based thing in the game. And then so why does it exist and why would you ever visit there? So what ESO has done is every new piece of content, every new expansion, every new patch, um, sometimes just out of the blue, they add housing and you're, you are encouraged to collect them all. So it's like anything else in the game. You want all the mounts, you want all the, the transmogs, you want all the, the best gear, you want whatever the way that they drive people is to say, Hey, also what if, what if you could own a house in every corner of this, of this place? And they're all different styles and you know, the one down and, Oh, so you mean they have every player has a number of different houses. Oh yeah, yeah. It's not just the many houses, exactly. And you would decorate them individually or keep them empty. It doesn't matter. But the point is that it's there. There is a drive in that game, uh, a piece of progression that is. I want to own a house everywhere, and their apartments yeah. in some it's cities. Another thing to collect. Yeah, if you go to Morrowind, there are apartments in there. Another thing to collect. And I've got four apartments in Morrowind, and I'm also going to fly down to wherever where I've got this other place and. And they're all instants, so they're Are all you yours. A slumlord in Morrowind? Why I mean, do you need so many damn apartments? <laughs> it sounds like a lot, but it's. It, I think it's it, they did what Patrick's saying. The Blizzard thing would would not, you know, potentially would lack. And and the thing is, if Blizzard did it, they would have to do something like that to keep it compelling. And do they really want to? What like is the return worth it for them? Like I don't know at this point. At fifteen years, I don't think so. I think maybe, I think maybe they're. I think maybe they're and they're probably right that they're probably okay not having it. Um, I wish they would. I don't think another MMO's really great implementation of housing is going to topple WoW as the leading MMO either. So until those kind of factors changed, I don't see why they'd be motivated. Garrett, do you have a you have a take on this? Uh, I, not not. I don't think I have anything kind of. <laughs> With a lot of gravity to add to the situation, because my thought is like, if it's good, add it, and if it sucks, I don't want it. Yeah. Um, like, which is true of literally anything. Um, I mean, I di- I didn't know that's how ESO's player housing worked, but the I like what you described sounds kind of rad. Yeah, that'd be cool. cool. Wow, that's cool. Um, like that'd be really neat. Um, it's yeah. Imagine, I, I, imagine if you're in Terranus, you've got a you know it's a deserty hut thing or whatever, and you go to yeah. Stormwind. It's like a beautiful ornate hard fantasy looking whatever like there are you know there, there's opportunity there for sure it's kind of like what i was like hoping with the garrison and like the garrison failed for me like extremely in the fantasy like of what i wanted which was like customization mm-hmm. like i was like oh i'm gonna build a garrison i want mine to look like blood elf architecture and it's like nope orc yeah. or die yeah <laughs> so <laughs> orc or die uh, 
Orc or Die, which is basically <laughs> the Draenor expansion in a nutshell, which is why I was so sick of bones and tanned hide by the end of that expansion. Yeah. Um, but I think if they thought so, they were really onto something with garrisons as a continual aspect of the game, I think we would have seen all those things. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if there aren't, at, at the very least, concept art and maybe even asset art that were alternate garrison styles. I even remember somebody in a Q&A or something saying... That was a plan, yeah. Yeah, we are going to do they, that, and they just didn't do it. It was, it was too much asset generation that needed to be done yeah. uh, to actually pull it off, which which I get. Um, but also, like, I, I think the garrisons were probably, they're probably too big to keep that going. I mean, they kind of had... They did keep them going with our order halls in Legion and right. uh, with... Uh, I think... Um, what am I thinking of here? I guess they haven't really kept them going here. Some of the stuff like mission table and whatnot has been brought over, but it's not really like our own unique place. No. Um, with what's going on in, in, in BFA, but you know, housing, like, like you say, like, you know, if you get down to something as small as like an apartment, um, that could be a lot more controllable mm -hmm. and achievable. Mm -hmm. I feel like, like, I don't think it needs to be as big as a garrison. Because uh, I think a big failure point of garrisons for me was how, just how small it made the world feel. Cause I didn't see other players there. Right. Um, but if you go to some place where it's like a bunch of places where players buy their houses, like you see them going in and out of, you know, the mm -hmm. places that they own, that would be interesting. Yeah. Um, especially if you like center it around a market or a place of trade, like there's auction houses and stuff around the same area uh, where you have a reason to kind of come out of your dwelling yeah. <laughs> and mingle with other players. Yeah. Um, you know, there's all those things to consider. And so the, I find the idea of it fascinating. Um, and I think they're, they're like, I'm with you in my kind of gut feeling, which is like, it's been so long. I just have no hope for it. Yeah. Um, but I do think, I do think there are really cool ways, cool ways that you could implement it in world of Warcraft. Like, because my first place my brain goes with player housing is oh i need a place to store stuff and world of warcraft has really made needing a place to store stuff more or less unnecessary yeah uh, we yeah. have so many different places to, to put our crap yeah, yeah it doesn't um, really I, I agree with that it doesn't really motivate me from a storage perspective i mean what would it need to have well like eso when i'm out fighting and a, and a random drop happens and it's a blueprint for a chair and it's a rare and i'm like sweet i've never had that chair before go to town, build it, get some wood, build the thing. And then you can fast travel to your house, wherever you want to have that chair. Let's say it looks like those mushroom people chairs for that weird house you have down in the swamps. You go down to that house, you got a new chair, boom. Like you, you accomplished something. You got a cool thing. It was part of the game flow and you can port right out of there just as fast, fast travel back to wherever you were doing what you were doing. Yeah, yeah. It'd have to be stuff like that, you know, really integrated into the game and not just, Hey, I've got a house. Like that's boring. You need yeah, yeah. something. If there's fast travel. If there's some way to tie trade skill, like tr your trade skills into it, like maybe you could get an upgrade that allows you to post to the auction house from your home. Mm -hmm. You know, things again we had in the garrison, but like again, smaller scale, more customization. You know, I think that there are interesting ways to play with this idea. Yeah, I mean, I do wish they did it. I just don't think they're gonna. And I think Patrick makes a I good agree. point. Like what. <laughs> The, the whole point would be if they're going to do it, they'd have to gamify the hell out of it. And that's a big bunch of development and probably more than they want to spend on a thing that isn't necessarily tipping the scales in their favor. People already play WoW more than other games. So they just, I just don't it's know. It's a very arcadey game to begin with. Mm -hmm. So, right. you know, it's un, it seems unlikely that they would. This seems like something that caters a little bit more to a niche uh, kind of players who love it, but. Wow, it's a very arcadey game. So, what I, if I told you you could display your armor sets <laughs> that you're not currently wearing? 
Well, who, that's oh, that all would be I would awesome. Be. Yeah, that would be. I cool. mean, about player <laughs> No, it would be. But then the thing is, again, the, the the question is, do you do it just for yourself? And I think that's appealing to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, or do you bring people in? And the fantasy is, it's my house. Everyone comes hang out. But who has time for that? You have you know battlegrounds to to play and and raids to defeat yeah they'd have um, to give you some cool for place it. to hang while you're queuing though right like if you keep getting ported back to it like with your buddies like hey i've got an anvil we can like craft and crap while we're waiting for the queue to pop and there's a lake you can fish in because i got the farmland and yeah and area totally can do you that know, yeah there's i don't know there's, there's there's ways to do it but yeah like again my hope level is about as low as it could possibly be yeah uh, but I, I would be my interest level is very high yeah Bob Hope's body is higher than my hope in this happening. That's how. Because, <laughs> you know, he's six feet under, so he's been buried. See, I, I got the joke, Scott. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yes. Just making sure. He registered. He registered. Thank Good. you for explaining. I'm happy to have dropped two horrible dad joke bombs on today's podcast. I hope everyone enjoyed wow. that. Patrick missed the first one. But anyway, uh, Patrick, it was really good having you here for a brief time. <laughs> um so do you want an update? Yeah, give me an on update. On the reason I wasn't here? Yes, give first it. First of all, first of all, uh I I just saw your message now. Mm. Um your text. Yeah. Cuz I was trying to get the little one to bed and we changed his room. We we put a uh a desk where he can draw Aww. and a little chair and all of that. But now he's scared of it <laughs> because <laughs> everything has changed. Okay. So he didn't want to go to sleep. Right. He loves it, but he doesn't want to go to sleep. So that's the first thing. Mm-hmm. And then um, you said one hour before your DTNS call, but we don't do that call. So I thought you meant the show. Oh. One hour before the, the first like half hour before the actual show starts, which would have been the time that I was actually here. Oh, so okay. it was miscommunication rather than me being <laughs> a really dumb person i'm glad that you sussed that out um so what now i gotta ask tom why i have to come do a early call an hour early and you don't have to is it because you live where you live and you're a demanding because Frenchman? i live where i live and it and it makes it complicated because it's the middle of the night and there's the kid and we have to eat which by the way uh we might have to discuss when we're doing <laughs> the instance again because it's a different time now well, Maybe now, half but an now hour you have an hour. But now you have an it, hour, but... right? You have an hour between now and uh, and whenever, so you could eat now. <laughs> yeah, oh, that would be perfect. <laughs> All right, we'll figure it out. But uh, yeah, well, we just so found there... out that Patrick is preferential treatment on DTNS, and Scott does it. And yeah. I, for one, am here for this juicy, juicy. Oh, it's gas. great, right? It's good. <laughs> Talk about your TMZ, your own personal TMZ. It's good. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, I hope everything's going great there. Don't forget, Patrick can be found uh, over at FrenchSpin.tv or .com rather. And you and some of your shows lately are. Uh, I don't know that the Phileas Club could be um, a cooler show to be listening to in our day and age. People should be listening to that show. Oh, thank you. Yeah, have you guys, have you guys done uh, or are going to do something big on all this uh, virus concern and panic and worry and all that? Um, I don't think we're going to do something specific, but uh, just today we had um, some people from the patron of the Phileas Club uh, suggest someone from Italy to be on the show. And so we might have someone from there. We also have, last time we had a uh, pretty reasonable uh, Republican affiliate person be on the show whom I thought we had a great conversation with. But we talked about Bernie in a way that um, 
irked a few people. Mm. Uh, so we're going to have another point of view on, on Bernie, hopefully next time. And actually tomorrow, um, I should be recording a show with your sister. Oh, uh, the nice. lovely Wendy Dunford nice. about uh, toxic relationships. So I think that should should be an interesting one. It's not the relationship between the COVID-19 virus uh, <laughs> disease and us, right. which is toxic, but, you know, it's psychological. Is it, is it technically rather. toxic? I believe it's technically uh, virulent. viral. Virulent. <laughs> Vi no, virulent. it's viral, but I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe you can still call it toxic I'm not sure. <laughs> maybe so okay here's what'll happen though if we don't see patrick ever again after he talks to my sister about toxic relationships we can take that as a hint that patrick thought we were all part of a toxic relationship and he'll never come back again let's hope that doesn't you know happen. That, that yes and i'm not gonna make a joke about this because it's no joking matter. it's not it's terrible get out of those relationships and wendy will have good advice well, i'm sure that's the thing. You can't tell people. I don't think. Maybe. I mean, your sister is the uh, is the professional, yeah. and she will tell me if you can tell people just get out. But I think that doesn't work. I think and you're I right. I don't know yeah. what does. So. Doesn't work. You can't yeah. just. Bra well, maybe some you can, but that'll be a fascinating conversation. So uh, check it out, friendspin.com, for all of your uh, five guy who knows five languages needs and all the many podcasts he does <laughs> in various languages. <laughs> Uh, I hope your son gets used to his room. Garrett, anything going on uh, on your end of the board there? Oh, you know, always, Scott. Uh, Amove.tv for all the podcasts that I do. New Angry Chicken will be coming at you tomorrow. Um, if you haven't listened to the most recent episode of Into the Nexus, uh, we sat down with uh, the bounce designer, AZ Jackson, from the Heroes of the Storm team and talked to him for an entire hour and a half Whoa. about what it is like uh, balancing Heroes of the Storm. Uh, it was amazing. It's like one of those... you. you probably know what i'm talking about here scott you, 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 every now and then you have an episode you do an episode of podcast is like feels really special yeah that's how this episode feels uh so i really can't recommend enough go check out the latest episode of into the nexus uh which if you're interested in that you're probably a heroes player so also please go check out hotslogs.com h-o-t-s-l-o-g-s.com because uh, because i now own it and yeah. i would really like it if you would go and <laughs> use that statistics website to up your heroes of the storm game that's right Garrett owns it now. So now, now you don't have to worry about your, uh, not that you did before, but you know, just feel comfortable throwing your data over there and get it going, get it, make it happen. Be a part of it. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Uh, it's not really a thing. Anyway, uh, go check it out. Hotslogs.com. And also, uh, if you're looking for more shows like this, I can tell you a great place to find them. You can find them at the instance.net. You can also find, uh, other stuff there at frogpants.com. I do a web comic now every week called Fred and can go find out for yourselves how that weird thing came to be and where it's at, and uh, many other projects happening. That's over at frogpants.com. That's going to do it for us, for me, for Garrett, for Patrick. We'll see you next time. Oh, whoops, that didn't work. Hold on. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Staring at an Al Pacino Amazon Prime ad. <laughs>